0: Hello, and welcome to episode 191 of the Nintendo Jump podcast. We are a weekly discussion podcast created for Nintendo gamers by Nintendo gamers. Today's February 24th. My name's Kellen, and today as always, I'm joined by my good friend Sergio. What's going on, man?
1: Hey, Kellen. I'm doing well. You know, I haven't really been playing video games, and we're going to talk a little bit about that later, <laughs> but I i'm I'm starting to miss them finally it's been it's been a while, and I wasn't missing them at first, but it's getting to me it's getting to me I feel like I feel like Kirby is gonna be the one to bring me back.
0: mm yeah, that game's gonna be a mouthful. I'm really excited for it um <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling pretty similar to you. I feel like I've kind of hit this dip where the releases that have come out haven't super intrigued me, but there's so much on the horizon here, yeah, um on the mm. Nintendo. Systems and then off of them too, like Elden Rings doing great review wise. So I'm really excited for gaming right now. So I'm right there with you. Um, nice. Also with us today and excited about games, we have Kevin. Kevin, how's
2: it going? Doing well. I have also gone to a dip of sorts. I haven't played Animal Crossing in a while. I know Surge. That's very disappointing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. It's just I've been on a different island. Of sorts not the uh, Miato but
0: the Fortnite island cranking 90s as Nathan Drake
1: yeah
2: yeah yeah you know I still have to watch the movie I heard the audience gave it well excuse me the non-critics gave it a very good score mm-hmm. and with that I am more encouraged to go so yeah I need to watch the movie I haven't watched it yet wow. Kalen, I know you've watched it I did Sergio have you watched it yeah no Okay, well, Calvin, what you, would what'd you think of it? It was really good.
0: I uh, really enjoyed the casting. I had only really played the first Uncharted game, so I wasn't super familiar with the story, so I don't know if that helped or hurt going into the movie, but I really liked it. I think anyone that likes action movies or just video game-themed movies would really enjoy this. It felt like a super modern Indiana Jones, which I really enjoyed.
2: Mm. Nice. Well, uh, I like Indiana Jones. I also like Uncharted very much, so I feel like I'm going to enjoy this movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think you should definitely check it out. Um, mm-hmm. Well, today's episode, surprisingly, is not about the Uncharted movie. Um, because, <laughs> oh, it is, no. <laughs> because it's the end of the month, we are doing our Game of the Month episode. So for those of you not familiar, um, the Game of the Month is something that we do in our Discord community. We select a game or type of game, and we play it together throughout the month. And then we have a discussion episode at the end where we kind of discuss the games we've played, the genre or whatever, and discuss what we liked about it, what could be improved and whatnot and with all the big releases kind of on the horizon here we decided to open this one up and we had named it the free space game of the month where you could play any game that you've been wanting to knock off of your backlog in preparation for these big games that are going to come out that are going to be like a big time sink for us and we just really wanted to open it up to everyone Um, this is something that we've done a little more frequently lately and we'll get back to you know having more specific game of the months as some of these big releases come out But I really enjoy these types of episodes because we get to focus on a variety of games instead of just talking about one for over an hour. And our community had quite a variety of games played. So uh, what did you guys think of this game of the month? And what did you guys play before we kind of get into our listener responses here?
1: I really like that thought behind it, like you said, just letting people choose what they want to play, and and it's timely too, like you said, there's a lot of uh, games coming out pretty soon, starting next month, so it was good timing, it was an interesting approach. Um, My game of the month, if you will, was Pokemon Legends Arceus, which came out, I want to say end of January, Uh, I didn't play much of it, we'll talk about why uh, later, but Pretty much the overall impression that I get from friends and people that have been playing the game is that pretty much everybody has liked it a lot. And I'm curious as to why. Um, we- we'll talk more about it later. But yeah, that was the game that I chose as Game of the Month. I played it just a little bit. Mm.
0: Nice. Kevin, what about you? What did you play and how'd the month go?
2: I thought the month went pretty decently with the games that or game that I want to play. And it just offered that freedom, as Sergio has mentioned. I originally went with Windjammer 2. I know I said originally. But a couple of things happened. And I decided to go back to a game in the backlog that I've been wanting to play and just, just play through. And so that one game is called Bloodstained Cruise of the Moon. And it is a 2018 platformer developed and published by N.T. Creates and it was you know it's a very good game you can play it multiple times it's it harkens back to the uh, original castlevania games especially castlevania 3 which to me has a very special place in my heart so i know a lot of folks think of castlevania as the metroidvania type of spiel but to me castlevania hits more as that that side scrolling platformer and right, right. It, it, you know, it's, I gotta bring it back. Gorgeous and morbid. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. And this definitely fit the bill. I thought it was a fantastic game. I still have to uh, play through different ways to, because there's different ways to go through uh, each playthrough. So, hmm. and there's actually a, well, a pretty interesting mode uh as you put as you play uh more of this game so i don't want to spoil it so with that said yeah that was my game of the month that yeah bloodstained curse the moon
0: nice yeah that's a game i've played a little bit of but i definitely have to go back to so i'm glad uh i get to hear some of your impressions on it throughout this episode Mm -hmm. cool well my game of the month ended up being a bite sized one that i've been meaning to play for a while That i don't think many people have heard of but I like watching YouTube videos of, like, hidden gems on the eShop and everyone, you know, jokes. Oh, have you heard about Celeste? Like, it's this hidden game on the eShop. No <laughs> one knows about it. Um, whenever that comes up on a hidden gem video, I, like, basically block that user on YouTube and say no. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not a hidden gem. And, I mean, it's a great game, but it's not hidden. Um, but this game keeps popping up on those lists. And I wanted to check it out. It was on sale for, like, $2, so I bit. It's called Whoopo definitive edition w-u-p-p-o um and the idea of this is you're a wum or womb i'm not exactly sure how it's pronounced w -W w-u-m you're like a little cotton ball looking thing and you are you lost your home and you're trying to find a new one and so you're traveling through this giant wacky world um it's a bit of a platformer it's a bit of a metroidvania it's a bit of a puzzle game, there are boss fights, um, some inventory management. There's like a lot thrown in here. It's a two man passion project with hand drawn visuals, um, and I really enjoyed it. It's completable in about eight hours. There's um, completionists that have gone through and done additional things, but even that only adds on a couple hours. So it's a shorter game, but I really enjoyed it, and I definitely think it's a hidden gem on the console. So. It gets my seal of approval, I'll talk a bit more about it as we go through the episode, but yeah, that was the game that I chose. I didn't want to bite off anything I couldn't chew here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of it until you mentioned it, and I know you're going to get into it more, but when I first heard of you talking about this game, I thought about Koopo, or I don't, I don't know how to say it, but it's like, uh, you know what they you know, the, the Moogle's from Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there, there's some there's certain Final Fantasies that uh, we talked about in the past, right? Uh you, you yeah, have a couple one of them like yeah there's a couple of them. <laughs> but yeah, that was the <laughs> that was just the, uh, you know what, what Moogles would say that reminded me of the game you played. Hmm. Even though there's like no relation whatsoever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can see where you're going with it though.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: um Yeah, the basis of this episode is going to be us talking about those games we played, but we also sent out a survey, and uh, Kevin, you put this one together this month, so thank you for that, Um, kind of gathering our community's responses and experiences this month, and so we'll also be going off of those. And so to kind of highlight the community members involved and the games that they played, um, we're going to start off with Dragon here, who was going to play a lot of Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Man, I got to catch my breath there. But uh, um, but mostly played Banjo-Kazooie, <laughs> which I mean, also a great game. Um, mm. One that I was tempted to make the focus of my month as well. Uh, Napping Rat chose Pokemon Legends Arceus. Phoenix mm. had chosen um, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I mean, a great choice. Um, Turbo Birdo selected Banjo-Kazooie as well. The Real TJ focused on Splatoon 2. Cube focused on Ori 1 and 2. Figment focused on Bioshock Infinite. Um, DLC, which is a great game. I definitely have to get to the DLC. Uh, Forrest Dragon focused on Ori and the Blind Forest. Mm. And then Shy Guy decided to focus on CrossCode, which is a game that's been talked about quite a bit in our Discord lately. So those were all of our communities, responses, and games they were playing. A little bit of overlap, which was kind of interesting, but also a bunch of variety, which was uh, really good to see here.
2: Yeah, it's nice to get that sort of variety. And even some... Older games, well, I mean, older as in, like, earlier into the Switch's lifespan, like Splatoon 2. Right, right. I mean, right. that's pretty cool. And, yeah, I mean, definitely Ori and the Blind Forest, you can't go wrong with that. I yes. still have to buy it. I know, Sergio, I know this is, like, one of your favorite games of all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, yeah, it's pretty nice to just see what people have been playing, so that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it was definitely good to see the uh, variety there and selections, yeah. definitely prove all of them. Um, So Kevin the next question you asked on the survey was which platform the game of the month that people played were on and based on those responses people can probably pick it out a bit Um, 40% were Nintendo only or the game was only available on a Nintendo console and then the remaining 60% were cross-platform so no non Nintendo exclusive games were kind of focused on for the game of the month which is cool Mm -hmm. I mean obviously we're a Nintendo focused Mm -hmm. podcast so that was to be expected a little bit. But um, yeah, kind of an interesting split there. And it highlights just how available some of the games on the Switch are across different platforms, which I thought was kind of interesting. Right. Um, So that was kind of a quicker question. But after that, um, we kind of went into the theory of having a free space type game of the month. And this question was, do you prefer sticking to a single game at a time or playing a handful? And again, we have a 40-60 split here. 40% Uh. Mm -hmm. um, like to focus on a single game and 60% like to play multiple at a time. Boy, do I have thoughts on this. Um, Mm. But before I get (laughs) into it, what do you guys think? I know you both kind of bounced around on the game of the month that you chose between wanting to play something else, you're just not enjoying what you chose. So what's kind of your game plan when it comes to gaming? Do you like just focusing on one or do you have to have like multiple things going at once?
1: Yeah, for me, if if I'm trying to focus on a single game, that definitely works better. Uh, that's definitely my preferred approach. Um, the only reason, if, if I ever... Uh, play a, a multitude or a multiplicative of games, if you will, <laughs> is when a game doesn't click with me and I'm trying to, to see what clicks. You know, Sometimes you you don't know what to play and you're kind of like at a buffet just trying different things until something really strikes your fancy and then you stick with that. Uh, but usually I'm pretty up on what games are coming out and I kind of prepare ahead of time and I just stick to like one game at a time. I, I even like avoiding having overlaps because i feel like uh, no matter how much how different the games are and how much you like all of them you you kind of gonna have to choose at some point which one you dedicate more time to so for me if i really want to fo- uh, play a game it's better for me to focus on that game i mean unless you count rocket league because i'm, I'm always going to be playing that game but that's more like the multiplayer side of it you know um uh, When it comes down to single player, yeah, I prefer one game at a time.
2: Yeah, and that's a pretty fair answer. I mean, it's it's good to have one game you just want to focus, put your all in, with the exception of multiplayer games that you would play, you know, as a routine, on a routine basis. For me, I am the opposite. I like to play a handful, and I am the type where... If I were to just stick to one game the entire month or two, uh, I can get a bit bored, and so you know maybe I need a break from it. Then I play a different game that's another single-player game that is a different genre that can just you know give me a different change-up in how I want to play games throughout the month or so. So yeah, I I like to do that quite a bit. You know maybe I'll have like a, a side-scrolling platformer for one day and I'll play that for a bit, and then maybe the next week I'll go to a visual novel and just be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is nice. I am I was at this point where I left off from the story, and then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm tired of reading a novel. <laughs> and then I'll go back to some action. Right. <laughs> so, Yeah, I, I, well, reading a novel is an understatement. I mean, it, it it's a visual novel, so there is there is some fun to that, but yeah. I like to have a variety just to keep it, keep things fresh, and uh, I because I would get bored easily if I were to just play one game. But that's just me, and I do have my routine with uh, you know especially before with playing Animal Crossing and making sure that I right. you know, talk to my favorite villagers like Rudy, you know Rudy, uh, Rudy <laughs> and Rudy. <laughs> so you know different you know different villagers, right? And so yeah, I that's just how I roll with in this situation and. Yeah. So I'm part, well, I didn't answer in the survey, but I would be part of that 60% or 60+.
0: Mm. plus. <laughs> I'd be right there with you, Kevin. Um, mm-hmm. I have a problem, and it's not just exclusive <laughs> to gaming. I cannot just like focus and devour one thing at a time. If you're my friend on Goodreads, you know I'm reading five books at a time at oh, least. Wow. <laughs> and I'll just like rotate reading a couple chapters in each one. And when I start a game, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I wonder what this other one's about. And then I'll play that and I've started watching like six different shows on Netflix and I'll watch the first two episodes <laughs> oh, and be like, wow, wow, this is great. I wonder <laughs> what this next one's about. And so I'll just like watch another show and it's so challenging, especially with gaming where you want to complete it. It's more immersive than maybe like a TV show or a book is because you're actually controlling like the fate of the character or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just can't do it. I can't just focus on one game no matter how how, how hard I've tried. Um so I've got multiple going at the same time and it's a lot to balance. Like some of that's because I now own an Xbox Series S and so there's games exclusive to there that I want to play and there's exclusive games on Switch I want to play and I've been diving into Steam a little bit more and you know games that are on there aren't on the other two. So for a while it's like okay, each system's just going to have one game I'm going to focus on, but it just never holds up. Um mm. What I've kind of found is I like to have a couple multiplayer games I'm just going to forever play. You know, Smash, Fortnite, Rocket League. Those are like my big three, if you will. And I'm never going to stop playing those. So by default, I am going to play multiple (laughs) games at a time. I'm not just going to focus on one. Um, But when it comes to like completable story-driven games, they don't hold my attention for too long. Like I started Bravely Default 2 and this horrible joke keeps coming to me every time I started it up. So I've had to abandon it for a while. I'm dead serious. I've had to abandon it for a while. Um, oh no. So I'm going to hesitate saying this, but I started playing Xenoblade Definitive Edition. Please don't make some dumb joke that'll ruin that game for me too. Um, because I'm hyped for 3, and it's kind of the cycle of I was going to play Bravely Default 2, but then Xenoblade 3 is announced, so now I have to play Definitive Edition. Mm. And it's just like this cycle of... How can you ever just focus on playing one game to completion when so much is coming out that you want to keep up with and then, you know, sequels of games that you've wanted to play are coming out. It's just too much for me to really focus on one. And I kind of have a hard time tying myself to one because I tell myself once I complete it, I'll be able to play other games. But then it almost starts to feel like a punishment. It's like, man, I have to sit down and play this game because I want to play (laughs) this other game, but I can't until I finish this one. And it just starts to like breed resentment. So maybe part of it is just the way my mind works with, you know, being scattered and wanting to experience everything all at once. And maybe part of it is just my approach towards um, gaming with just one game. But it almost feels limiting. And that's why I like to uh, open it up and play several games at the same time. I've never felt super bad for not completing a single game. But I have felt bad for games that I haven't allowed myself to play. And I think that's kind of the root of it. I don't oh. want to sacrifice mm. not playing a game. The- I don't want to sacrifice playing a game to complete another
2: one, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's relatable. What's not relatable is reading five books at a time. I don't know (laughs) how to do that. That, I mean, that's... I have trouble even reading (laughs) a couple at the same time. That's quite a bit. Yeah. Man, well, well, good reads. Well, uh, good reads, if you hear us. Uh, You have an active uh, user in Kellen.
0: Overactive, actually. Overactive okay yeah. we'll I need to Calm down <laughs> Well you know that actually kind of leads Into the next question you had here Kevin um, You had asked how many times did you Switch your game of the month this month And man some of these responses Are kind of interesting so two ah. people said That they didn't switch at all um, The majority of people six said they switched One to two times One person said they switched three to five <laughs> And one poor soul said six Plus times it's oh, too uh, hard to choose Ah <laughs> man that is a lot of switching back and forth and surprisingly that was not me i like tried to focus in here and i stuck with Woopo. i wanted to play other games but social experiment i tried to break you know the mold that i just described and right. i don't think i did super well um i didn't finish Woopo. full disclosure but um i stuck with it as my focus so how did you guys do did you switch at all
1: Um, I didn't switch at all unless you count thinking, oh, I'm going to play this game and going to, oh, I'm not going to play this game, but it was still the same game. So I didn't change. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh the reason I didn't play it is because I'm working on one of my goals for this year which is to learn acoustic guitar and mm. I'm actually like practicing a lot and I'm really really enjoying it m- much more than I was expecting and it's definitely eating away at my gaming time and just my free time overall so I'm kind of riding the wave huh? wave ah. <laughs> so I'm making the most <laughs> of it I'm um, even if gaming has to be sacrificed a little bit for now um i do want to come back to games because like i said earlier i'm starting to miss them but yeah i i stuck with the the one game that i wanted to play and then i just didn't play
2: (laughs) but it was Mm -hmm. the same game nice yeah i mean i had to switch (laughs) (laughs) i switched one time i went from from windjammers 2 to bloodstained curse of the moon and one of the one of the two reasons why I switched over is because the online presence is just not that good right now. I didn't Whoa. really get paired with a lot of folks to play, and then there was one night where I was paired with the same guy like 10 times, and oh, wow. we, we oh. played quite a bit. I don't remember who won a lot or who lost more. I mean, it was I would say it's like fairly even at the time, but still, I just, I don't know, it just didn't really seem that fun, and then I was hoping I could play with other people, that I knew, but you know, unfortunately... Well, excuse me. I did play with TJ. Shout out to Shy Guy, TJ. Uh, that was really fun, but other than that, like, it wasn't... I, I wish this could have gotten more folks to play, but yeah, just kind of died. The hype was just dead after a week mm. or two. I, mean, I was very disappointed, so I am like, okay, I'm just going to go to a game in my backlog, What's staying, Crystal Moon, and I thought it was just... It's been really great, so... Yeah, I switched one time, and like Surge, one of my goals, I have a I have a goal this year to get better at one thing, and that is my passion in Flesh and Blood, which is a hero-centric training card game. I've mentioned it uh, several times in our Discord community, which you should join because it's awesome, and it is a very neat corner of the internet, so... I've just been spending a bit more time in that than I would playing video games. I mean, I did still play video games, but I have this train card game that I'm super into. In fact, I have a, uh, a tournament coming up this Sunday where I'm going to be playing against you know folks from different parts of the state. So mm. it's it's going to be pretty awesome. And I'm not expecting to win any matches because I know the, the, the players are very high level, but I'm going to go in there and... You know, have a good time and if i could win one great if, and if i could win one I'd win two and then you know who knows but yeah yeah that that's been my spiel so but yeah sergio that's awesome that you have that goal and acoustic guitar man I, you know i you know keep that up and i can't wait to hear you play <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that's awesome so uh we wanted to kind of dive in and talk a bit about what we enjoyed about the games that we played because maybe some of the games that our community members had played are ones that you wanted to play or just ones you wanted to learn more about. So just kind of quickly giving a review of what they enjoyed about the games that they played. Um, We're going to start off here with Dragon, who had played Banjo-Kazooie as a reminder. He said, I love love collect-a-thons like this in Mario Odyssey. I still want them to come back in a huge way. Which, I mean, ukulele did a little bit, but I feel like it still left Mm. something to be desired. So totally agree with him. I would love to see that type of game come back. It seems to have kind of faded off a bit, which is, you know, unfortunate. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Naprat, who focused on Pokemon Legends, had said the catching mechanics, stealth, and sneak. Uh, Phoenix, who played Three Houses, said, "I am really enjoying the mix of story and gameplay. If it were all tactics or all story, I think I would get burned out. But this game is so far so far is so well balanced. It's really hitting my RPG sweet spot." Turbobirdo, who had played Banjo-Kazooie said, this was nostalgia to the max. I only played Banjo-Kazooie for a week since my parents rented it for me at the local rental store. It was magical. And that one week always stuck with me like an empty honeycomb. In that week, I never <laughs> had the chance to finish, a, to finish the game and stranded at rusty Bucket Bay. So it was also extremely satisfying to finally finish the game that stayed on my mind for all these years. That's awesome. Like, I knew you were yeah, a big man. fan, but I didn't realize uh, you'd only gotten to play it for a week. Uh, the Real TJ, who focused on Splatoon 2, had said the adrenaline rush you get when winning a match in the last seconds. I do not often play multiplayer games, so these tense moments in which teamwork is most important are some things that I, that I sometimes miss in single-player games. Cube, who focused on the Ori games, said the movement. Ori has always been about the fluid motions, and it was a, and it was nice to revisit the first and see it evolve even further in the second. Hmm. Figment, who focused on the Bioshock Infinite DLC, said, I got to further explore a game world and engage with characters I've come to love. Uh, Forest Dragon, who focused on Ori as well, said, The motion and platforming. Also, the game treated me like I was super smart. I enjoyed figuring out what needed to be done. Also, the platforming bosses were super interesting. All games should have them. And then finally, Shy Guy, who focused on CrossCode, mentioned having fun while clearing the backlog. So... Yeah, I think really interesting thoughts about what people enjoyed about the games that they played. So I'm going to turn it back over to you guys. Um, what did you enjoy? Sergio, I'm going to start with you because I'm sure you've got so much to say about Legends here, right?
1: Yes, I I could do two whole episodes about this game. <laughs> no, I mean, why didn't I keep playing this game? Other than the guitar, like I said, if if the genre was up my alley i probably would have you know done like 50 50 Uh, but open world in me we just don't jive i mean i've tried breath of the wild i've tried to start it like two or three times and Zelda used to be one of my favorite franchises but open world and it's i just don't like the genre they could do an open world animal crossing game and i would probably not like it which is kind of Ooh. crazy for me to imagine but look they did it with Pokemon my second favorite franchise and it just didn't click with me at all but the, the good thing I can say though is that I'm surprised that the majority of people have really really liked it I was expecting more of a mixed feeling of people wanting to say um, Pokemon shouldn't change and now you have the other camp which I think it's the majority of people saying that Pokemon should become what Legends Arceus is. They want this to be the main franchise. And that kind of scares me a little bit because I don't want it to be. Because I don't like open world. But... I'm also glad that the game actually is doing so well that people want this to continue. And I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see that Game Freak did something that is definitely shaking up the formula and it's actually working and the fans are liking it. So that's good to see.
2: Yeah, I've heard quite a bit from people who were very, very high on this game. Uh, I mean, even though this this game... this. I can't say words. Even though this game didn't really click with you as much, I'm glad that you're still able to get some positive takeaways from it. So that's that's good to know. Mm-hmm. For me, what I really liked about Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon is going to be a tie between two things. So one thing that I really liked about it is the fact that it's literally teaching an old dog new tricks. So it's teaching Castlevania Three, you know, new moves. It it. It, it it just uh, truly a spiritual successor, and 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 you know with this this game, it was originally uh, well because so just to step back a little bit, so there was a Kickstarter project right called what Bo- uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, so that was the game that was a Kickstarter project, right, right, and you know it was going to be by former Casmania series producer Koji Igarashi. And when they were funding this game through Kickstarter, one of the stretch goals, you know, was a retro-style, you know, mini game, and that mini game turned out to be Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon. And later on, there's a sequel, so you can imagine how successful this game actually was. And I just love the fact that they've portrayed it so well to, you know, pay homage to Castlevania III, you know, with the multiple characters they can use and the different paths you can take, you know, in the game. And it's a, it's a, a side scoring platformer that just is a very fair, difficult challenge, which is the second thing that I really like. So in the game, there are certain paths within each level that you don't have to take, but when you do, and you're able to go past it, it feels really good. I've caught myself a couple times where I would go through this path, and once I finished it, I felt so good, I just like got off my seat. But before I did, I made sure to record it (laughs) with the you know, that button that you use to record a thirty second video of yourself playing. I didn't post it on Twitter yet, but yeah, I was just like, wow, I feel so proud. But in the in the real, I don't think people would be like, you know, liking it a million times or like retweeting it. But in my mind, I just thought it was really nice just to be able (laughs) to make that sort of accomplishment. You know, it feels good when you're able to you know, go through a part of level that you deem to be, you know, pretty difficult, but it, it just, there, there's just that satisfaction. And it's not like a BS sort of difficulty, right? It, it, it's fair. It just pisses you off just enough to, <laughs> like, if you're, like, if you dive, like, if you lose a life, you'll know, like, oh, okay, this is what happened. Like, it wasn't that cheap. Although there are some, there is one particular part that is you know it, that people would think it's best or worse about this game is the knockback you know when you get hit you uh, get knocked back yeah i find that to be a positive uh, some people may not but i th- also that's like a i i, th- I find out as the third so anyway i don't want to get into that yeah just th- those are the two best things mm. uh tied for number one so
0: yep nice um so for whoopo definitive edition I am honestly not sure what makes it definitive compared to other editions (laughs) because I haven't played just Whoopo, But it was a game where you can just feel the love that the creators had behind it, which I really enjoyed. Um, You can definitely tell this was a passion project. On the surface, it's a goofy game. And, you know, the other thing I loved about it was just the humor. You are kind of living in like this hotel type thing and you love ice cream. And you're ultimately kicked out of the hotel because you spilled ice cream all over the carpet (laughs) everywhere and you have to find somewhere else to live and you're kicked out into this big old world. But um, there is so much going on in this world. Like the map is huge. When I first started, I just started running left because that's what I do in platformers to see like how far I could go. And I just kept going and going and going. And I ran through like different cities, met different people. Um, There's like political intrigue and like, There's just, like, a whole bunch of lore, like, behind this eight-hour game with, like, different tribes that have, like, different qualities, and they were, like, scattered, and you're, like, visiting the different tribes trying to find a place to live, and there's just, like, so much there. It felt like, you know, the passion was really there, so I think I enjoyed that the most, Um, and then the humor was great. I'm not one to, like, fully enjoy, um, like, humorous writing or lines put into video games, but there were a couple in here that really had me laughing and just kind of smile and i really enjoyed that um combat's not crazy your main weapon is like a paint gun and you just aim your right stick but the boss fights are like really nonsensical and the bosses you fight are just like over the top wacky and hmm. it, it's just fun it was a game that made me smile made me appreciate the work that was put into it and I truly really enjoyed it. Like, I really don't know how to describe this game. I feel like it's just one you have to watch some gameplay of. And even then, you know, take a chance once it's on sale for two, three bucks, whatever, to go get it. Um, but I just really enjoyed the overall feel of this game. So I think that was my favorite part.
1: Nice. When you first talked about it, I went to the eShop and I got it. Oh, you did? <laughs> so you're really? making me even gladder than I got it. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah, I think you'll really like it. Um, it's a charming game for sure.
1: Mm. Is it still on sale?
2: Yeah, two dollars. Oh, nice. well, guess I' gonna get it.
0: <laughs> I'm expecting a check from the Whoopo himself. <laughs> Whoopo.
2: Oh man, yeah, I, yeah, I did not expect <laughs> to. I did not expect this kind of gonna be that involved, in and that. that's really cool that you had so much to say about this. So, I, yeah, I mean seems like a very charming game, and yeah, I mean, this could be the best $2 I've ever spent, so, from what you're <laughs> yeah. saying, so yeah, I'm gonna get it soon.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, so we know, when it comes to games, there are those things we enjoy, but there's the other side of the coin. There are things that we didn't enjoy as much, maybe found frustrating, could have been better, and I think it's, you know, equally acceptable to highlight those things with these types of games, so let's kind of go into our listeners responses first about what they kind of disliked about their game of the month. And uh, we're starting off here at Dragon again, who played Banjo Kazooie and mentioned, each world in Banjo Kazooie has 100 notes, but they are only saved or counted as complete in a run if you collect them in one go without dying. The 360 version fixed this. I didn't know that. Man, Banjo is like hardcore. I didn't didn't know that. (laughs) Hmm. But I'm also not a completionist, so it doesn't matter too much to me, but yeah that's kind of crazy uh naprat who focused on pokemon legends had said the outdated turn-based battle system that's a little too much just pressing a a bunch of times i sympathize with that it's like my biggest (laughs) gripe with rpg games uh phoenix who played three houses mentioned i know it's a long meaty game and on one hand i don't mind that at all and on the other i'm like whoa i gotta get to xenoblade chronicles 2 when Beck finishes one um turbo Burdo, who also played banjo kazooie said the camera controls of banjo kazooie is absolutely horrible i think you could say that about any nintendo 64 game like yeah. on a modern system it just doesn't feel right
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: the real tj who had focused on splatoon 2 had said the fact that the map rotation is kind of slow i'd prefer it if you could play each ranked mode whenever you want and not only when it comes around in the rotation when you can only play a short time each day, it would be nice if you could choose how you want to spend that time. Right. Uh, Cube, who focused on Ori 1 and 2, had said both 1 and 2 suffered a bit from having obstacles and hazards blend into the background, and the difficulty swings wildly from walking the park to the floor's lava on a 100-yard dash. Uh, Figment had said fairly short about the Bioshock Infinite DLC, and the gameplay tends to be choppy at times due to the inconsistent frame rate. Uh, it's too bad to hear. Uh, Feroris who focused on Ori, had said the combat system leaves a lot to be desired. The story kind of lost me at parts, but those are small issues. And then Shy Guy had mentioned uh, liking Crosscode, but also liking focusing on a single uh a single game as a community for a game of the month. So, kind of turning it back to you guys, Sergio. We don't have a full hour for you to take here, but <laughs> what didn't you like about Pokemon Legends?
1: So like I said earlier, I think one of the biggest uh, reasons is the genre itself, the open world genre just, it doesn't, it doesn't interest me enough, I I guess, and I didn't know this about me, but I guess I like more direction than just, hey, look, you're in this huge area, do whatever you want. No, I I want more direction. And the games do have some direction, you know, in Breath of the Wild or in Arceus, you you know where you're supposed to go, you know where you're supposed to do, but I want more direction than that, I guess, and... Another thing that really bothers me in these two games specifically, it's the fact that when you're out exploring, there's kind of, there's no music really. Uh, it's very, very limited and I, I like music in games. Um, it doesn't have to be like a full on dubstep, you know, like hardcore music, but there has to be some music. I wish uh, Legends Arceus had more music, at least in the in the open world areas. Um, And another thing, uh, I think one of the listeners mentioned that Naprat, I believe, that was also playing Arceus, is that when you get into a battle, the traditional Pokemon battle system, it kind of it's too jarring of a difference between you know being able to openly explore the area you're in and then all of a sudden you cannot really move because you're in this battle. Mm. Um, you can move a little bit because now um, the uh, the Pokemon actually attack you and you can even get hurt as a player, but it kind of changes the, the, the approach to the game a little too much. So I don't know how they could improve that on the next one if they do another Legends game. I hope they do. But yeah, um, for me, it's mostly the, the openness, the having too many choices, too many options to do, and the lack of music.
2: So let me ask you this. If Pokemon Legends Arceus was more like a traditional Pokemon game, like take, I don't know, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pro, for example. Like you take that, but you put it in the same setting as Legends Arceus, you know, with the, I guess, just the more... I mean just taking it back into the old the older days the the old days I guess right. would that be more appealing to you and would that solve a lot of the issues that you would have and say they got rid of the open world thing so just in the same right same formula but just in the past
1: <laughs> Yeah oh definitely just get rid of open world and I'm there <laughs> Okay <laughs> like um, there's this game Elden Ring that has been getting great reviews all over the place and i wanted Mm -hmm. to look into it and oh what game is open world oh no i'm out out. like it could be the best game ever but if it's open world i'm i'm out for sure uh yeah if they did that for legends arceus made it more like an action rpg type of game uh set it in the past the present the future i don't care as long as it's not open world and it has pokemon i'm there
2: (laughs) well you hear that game freak make what Sergio (laughs) wants (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but I'm sure there are other people who would agree with you, though. Uh, it's definitely... Right. Uh, I, w- I would imagine that is a a shared sentiment. For me, this one's a bit tricky because there's a lot to like about uh, Bloodstained Crystal Moon. I think the least th- favorite thing I would say about this is I wish this were the actual main Kickstarter project. <laughs> that's, <laughs> More...
1: Yes, that's what a lot of people were joking about at the time. I'm glad you actually agree with that. Yeah, because
2: I'm like... I mean, it's cool that Ritual of the Night came out, <laughs> but I mean, I I thought that Curse the Moon was actually the more appealing title. I mean, right? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, they both got pretty decent reviews. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like they they were both good in its own right. But I feel like Curse the Moon was something that a lot of fans really wanted. You know, I mean, with all the whole Metroidvania theme, I know a lot of people love. Metrovania style Castlevania, I mean, that's part of the name, like, what, Sifting the Night, and one of my favorites that is is underrated, Portrait of Ruin, which I liked, and it was a pretty good game, you know, with Metrovania. but, yeah, I just, why couldn't that be, I, I wish they could take Bloodstained Curse the Moon and then make it more modern, like, with, you know, I, I guess in terms of, like, graph graphics, like, just make it, right. you know, just spruce it up, I would play it, 100%. You know, mm-hmm. I just I would love that. I don't mind the retro style. I think it has its place, and I think it was well done. But it just leaves us wanting more, right? It's like, oh, nah, why can't we right, have right. You know, like a more modern looking kind of game? So, but what is this theme called? It's like just like the modern retro games? Is that what you call it? That's an oxymoron, right? right. <laughs> so it's kind of like that's how I describe Cast. Uh, I was gonna say Castlevania Three, Oof, Crystal <laughs> Moon. <alone. laughs> so yeah man it would have been nice but it's okay
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) nice yeah so for whoopo the thing that i would have changed was i kind of mentioned how big the world is and how cool that was but at times i felt really lost especially when i wandered further than i was supposed to Um, it gives you like the objective of the next thing to do to kind of advance the story and a lot of it is find you know this item talk to this person but they don't really tell you where that thing is, you kind of have to figure it out for yourself. Um, and there were times where I had to refer to a guy to kind of help me along because I really got myself lost. Um, so that got to be a little bit confusing. And I think, you know, going back to how I, can, I can't play one game at a time, I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, and that quest system is totally different and uh. because it's good. Um, it mm. <laughs> allows you to select an active quest, and then it draws, like, literally a dotted line on the map to where you're supposed to go. And so I think having Woopo played at the same time as this, I really wish that um, the objectives were a little more defined, especially for it being advertised as a shorter game. I feel like a lot of the time that people play this game could be trying to find the next objective, or at least that was my experience. And I still enjoyed getting lost in the world. You know, maybe that was the design choice was get lost in this world, have to talk to people, pick up on the lore, and then eventually find out where you're supposed to go. Um... But I kind of just wanted to go from step to step, fight the bosses, collect the things, do the things, complete the story, things like that. And right. mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just felt a little too reliant on yourself finding where to go. And I think that's something that I would have tightened up just a little bit.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, I I, I mean, I, I haven't played the game yet, but that, that seems like a pretty fair assessment. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Given the price you paid, do you think that you can overlook some of these flaws? um, and like, say, if it were, were maybe it was like a forty dollars game, like, would that be more? Would that be a bit more upsetting that these that this certain flaw that you mentioned would would, would that be more overblown? Like, I mean, what would you think?
0: Yeah, you know, well, I paid two dollars, so the bar is pretty low here. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I feel like it's definitely not something that hampers the game. I just needed something negative. To kind of focus on and that was like the one thing. I don't think it's necessarily bad. I think I just allowed myself to explore far off the beaten path. And then I kind of had to make up for that uh, later on in the story. And kind of determining where to go. But ultimately I think it is a design choice that they made. I don't think it's an error in the game. And uh, I don't mind it. I think it's just something to be aware of as you go into it. Or maybe I'm just oblivious. Like maybe I missed the clues of where to go. I honestly don't know but I got lost a couple times for sure.
2: Well, have us, the, have us the best of us. I mean, yep. <laughs> yep.
0: I got where I was going eventually there though.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So this next question, Kevin, that you had kind of circled back to the previous one about uh, focusing on one game or playing multiple at the same time. Uh, the survey question was, does having a freestyle game of the month motivate you? to play more of that game that you've always wanted to make your game of the month and see it to its finish or does it allow more meandering and cause you to play more of other games Um, explain why so getting into our listeners responses here dragonhead said i think it allows me more meandering but in my case i was very focused on playing something i was personally interested in so that's the big advantage with this so Naprat, who had focused on Pokemon Legends, had said, In this instance, it has allowed me to go back and play a game I would intended to play as soon as it released. Coinciding with the Direct and the release dates for upcoming games, alongside being able to play this game in tandem, uh, made it the clear choice. Yeah, so uh, Turbo Birdo had focused on playing his beloved Banjo-Kazooie It said, No, playing and finishing Banjo- Banjo-Kazooie was a dream coming true, even before the Free Space Game of the Month. I remember I peed in my pants a little bit out of excitement when Nintendo announced the lineup. <laughs> I really need to read these questions, these answers ahead of time, uh, especially Turbos. Always catches me off guard. Yeah. Uh, the real TJ had said it did not really encourage me to play a different game or something like that. Most of the time, I play whatever I want, and if that game aligns with the game of the month, then it is nice. But if not, I will not force myself to play the game of the month above my other games. I really appreciate that uh, input there cube oh no Cube was our poor soul said i may have installed and uninstalled like seven different games to try something more interesting to talk about in the end i ended up not being able to get into any of them but because of the mm. pressure i feel for you my geometric friend <laughs> i feel for you
2: we'll get to that in a little bit that's that's such an interesting point
0: yeah definitely Uh, Figment had said, I really enjoyed having the ability to choose my own game of the month since it gave me the opportunity to knock a few games out of my backlog before the impending onslaught of new releases coming in 2022. Uh, Forest Dragon had said, the latter I benefit from more structure in my life. And then Shy Guy had said, it didn't really have an impact. When there is a single game that we focus on and it happens to be a game for me, then I'm more focused than usual. I enjoy the shared hype slash conversation around just one title however this was plenty of fun too it was good timing before the rush of new games starts in march Mm -hmm. so i think you know some shared thoughts about enjoying the openness even if we got sidetracked a little bit because of all those games that are coming up and out so uh what did you guys think did having game of the month this open help you focus or did it kind of do the opposite here
1: I thought it was a nice approach and it definitely helps you focus And you know, there's some of us that we kind of follow the Game of the Month as much as we can, unless we definitely know we're not into the genre or the franchise. And sometimes, actually for the most part, for me, it's been very good surprises. I can think of Pikmin 3 and Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity as Game of the Month games that I really enjoyed and otherwise I probably wouldn't have played at that time. But at the same time, in in this case, when we did freeform uh, or free space, it was like giving players or our listeners an option. You know, if you want to go with a couple of games that stood out as what people were gonna be playing as game of the month, or if you want to do your own thing, that's completely fine. So it was a nice option i i feel like it was good timing too especially with the many games coming out uh, so it was interesting it didn't work for me because of the genre but i i wanted to get into legends hard i'm a big pokemon fan it's just the the franchise in the genre didn't mix this time
2: yeah it's i, I would share the same sentiments i think it is a nice refreshing change in just picking a game that you just want to play and see how it, see where it goes I want to touch back on what Cube mentioned because he said that he ended up not being able to get into any of the seven different games because of the pressure. I think that is interesting that you mentioned that because I think that can work with whether you have a freeform game in the month or you have a specific game in the month that might be a game that you, you probably don't want to play, right? Like, what if it's a game that isn't a genre that you're like, oh, well... This is not what I want to play. I'm not going to force myself to play. I mean, that could be applied as pressure. But I can see what cube is coming from with this because I have to pick one, but I want to talk about all seven. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it goes both ways. But I'm going to lean more towards the fact that it's it's a positive because it's different, right? I mean, every single month we've done this game of the month it was either with the genre or a specific theme or a particular game and or uh, you know we've let we had our discord members vote for a game of the month uh and they're part of our discord community which you should join because it is so cool <laughs> and we have lots of conversations about video games love are from Nintendo, but we do have our non-Nintendo Games channel, and we talk about other stuff too that are non-video game related. So, you know, check it out if you have time, and we'll welcome you both from arms. But yeah, back to this. I just... I think that it... Does not motivate you to play more of the game? I guess I'm more... I guess I'm more neutral. Uh, I don't think it really meanders too much. I mean, I... I have a certain level of focus when it comes to these sort of things. So I think it was fine. So I, I can't really say, I, I, my answer is not really extreme. So mm. I, I'm sticking the mill. Nice. Yeah, this
0: kind of hits on one of the bigger, I don't want to say like problems, but questions to kind of answer when it comes to selecting a game of the month. Because historically, it was kind of founded on we are going to select one game as a community and we're all going to play that game and we're all going to like talk about it and do like a review at the end. And it creates for like a more focused episode, but then you run the risk of, well, what if the community doesn't play this game? What if they don't want to, or they start playing it and they finally don't like it? What if some of the hosts don't want to play it? Like, how can you carry a conversation about a game that you know you guys didn't really play? Um, so that's where kind of the genre of the month and the free space kind of came into play to solve that problem. And admittedly, it makes it a little bit harder to have a discussion um on an episode because you're not just focused on one game but you're trying to talk about you know several at the same time so you're not going like as in depth on one game um right Mm -hmm. but i think it allowed for more participation and a little more variety across the month um i found myself using this as an opportunity to kind of break that bad that bad habit that i have of playing multiple games at once and while I still played, you know, other games, I didn't just play Woopo all month because like, why would I, um, <laughs> I still tried to stick to it to where that was like the completable game that I focused on. And I feel like it definitely helped me build up that discipline again. It made me appreciate games a little bit deeper. Um, not that I don't appreciate, you know, the books or games or movies or whatever that I hop around to and from, but when you focus in on something, you start to notice things a lot more instead of when you kind of dip your toe in it and then pull it out and then dip it back in uh, a couple days later. Um, once you really kind of immerse yourself in something, I think you just get a different experience than if you spent the same amount of time but over a wider time range or span. Right. And right. so I think that's definitely something that I picked up from this game of the month. I'm still gonna play multiple games because that's just the person that I am. But um I think it definitely helped expose me to the benefits of focusing on one.
2: Mm -hmm. More power to you.
0: Nice. Yeah. So second to last question here, we are working our way through the survey. Um, It was asked, what is an underrated game that you wished you could have suggested that could make a very solid game of the month? So starting us off here, Dragon said "Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. I think he misunderstood the question. Uh, This was what would make a good game of the month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sergio, do you agree? <laughs> um, Kinda, of, kind of.
0: I mean, it would make for good discussion, like what changed about Pokemon. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people thought, you know, that'd be the clear choice for this month, but it was kind of interesting that only a handful of people actually really played it this month as a focus right. in the community. So maybe dodged a bullet by not making it the focus. Uh, I I don't really know. It's kind of like a wild card game that we didn't want to go yeah. all in on. Um, Napred had said Banjo, which ended up being like a pretty big focus here anyway. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix had said Immortals Phoenix Rising. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> choice there, Phoenix. Uh, she said, I think it gets overlooked being an Ubisoft title and that it took a lot of its backbone from Odyssey and it draws a lot of comparisons to Breath of the Wild. But it is a really well done game in its own right and is really worth the full price of the game thus when it's on sale it's a no doubter yeah it's definitely one i have to get back to um seems really interesting turbo birdo had said hyrule warriors definitive edition there is a lot of game for your buck in there i'm over 140 hours in there and not even a quarter of that game wow uh Mm. would love to play it along with the community earthbound would be an excellent choice a lot of people including myself that did not play that game yet uh, the real TJ said, no idea to be honest. Cubit uh, said, there were a bunch of games I wanted to gush about, like Outer Wilds, I wish, or Hollow Knight, but can't really because I am bad at keeping my mouth shut about spoilers. <laughs> Figment had said, basically any of the LEGO games. I've been playing LEGO Marvel Super Heroes 2 recently and really been enjoying my time. Every time I come back to the LEGO games, I'm reminded just how much plain fun they can be. Uh, they're great for new gamers or seasoned vets alike. Totally agree with that statement uh Drag N had said not underrated but i've suggested donkey kong tropical freeze multiple times one day i'm right there with them i think we we're kind of leading the charge <laughs> one month on uh, trying to get donkey kong elected there uh shy guy had said i believe i've suggested everything i've wanted to just not all of them have been picked i'll start increasing those bribe checks yeah man they've been a little uh, skinny lately i think you uh, yeah. need to bump those numbers up a little bit if you want a rocket league <laughs> month so uh what do you guys think what's an underrated game that would make a very solid game of the month
1: so i'm kind of cheating here with my answer but since we've been trying every now and then we tried a genre of the month i think one that recently got some games that we could have featured is the visual novel slash Mm. adventure genre. Um, The Danganronpa collection recently came on the Switch so that's three maybe four games so you want to consider the extra one as a separate game and I think some people are because it actually seems to have a lot of extra content so that would have been a nice one to to be part of this uh, visual novel month if we did that and also the Life is Strange games that came to Switch Uh, those are more on the adventure side not a visual novel but uh, I feel like we could have combined both of those and it would have been a pretty nice um, genre of the month, especially we, we would have opened up to other visual novel slash adventure games. So maybe, I mean, that's something we could still do in the future. So maybe look out for that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a definitely a solid choice. I didn't realize how many were on Switch now until you started listing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Kevin, what about you?
2: Any of the World games, I think that would have been great. I just mm. love the whole... Sp- just the post-apocalyptic steampunk world type of thing and I mean who doesn't love robots robots are cool and <laughs> especially when it's a steampunk theme heck yeah I I mean I would say Steamworld dig 2 I think that' would probably be a good one mm. or Steamworld Heist that's a bit more strategic but yeah I would stay I would say yeah any of the Steam world games I think that would be my pick. I mean, we there. There's been some talk in our community about it, but I don't think it's enough. So, <laughs> yeah, SteamWorld. Was yeah, there.
0: those are fantastic games and a good variety too. There's mm-hmm. um, you know, the typical more Metroidvania type ones. There's a card yes. one, and then there's kind of like a tactical ricochet, ricochet. I can't say that word. Ricochet. Re- yeah, uh, shooting type school, game. Yeah. yeah so so nice. yeah, there's a uh, lot of variety there so for me if i had to pick a genre it would have been tactical rpgs just because we're getting so many here um obviously yeah, we have three yeah. houses but we're getting like advanced war uh, war groove is out i'm sure i'm thinking of other ones here that just aren't coming to mind um but yeah i think there's a lot there if i had to choose just a specific game though i tried campaigning for this one back when we were voting astral chain I think is a great quality game on switch oh, that yeah. has flown under the radar where it kind of made a lot of noise they definitely want to continue down that route it's exclusive to the system but it just doesn't get talked about like other games on the switch and i feel like it should it's a great game i've only put a couple hours into it it's one that i've always enjoyed when i played but i just can't stick with because you know of my problem um but <laughs> It's just like a super cinematic, action-packed game. If you enjoyed, you know, kind of the idea or gameplay of Xenoblade 2, where you've got a blade and a driver, it's pretty similar where you have a, a, like a summon that's kind of attached to you, and you can control them, you can control yourself, and you fight together as one. So it's definitely more action-oriented than a Xenoblade 2, but I really enjoyed this game, and I think it would create a great conversation in the community. It's not like a terribly mm. long game either, so... I think it uh, could be completable in a month for sure. Mhm. Awesome. So to kind of wrap up our discussion here, the last question per the usual is to rate your game of the month. So a uh, drum roll here. Dragon had give, had uh, given Banjo-Kazooie a 9 out of 10, which I mean for how old that game is, that's a pretty great score. Uh, Naprat, who played Pokemon Legends, gave it a 7 uh phoenix Hmm. who's playing three houses had said i'm not done so it's hard to say but i really have no complaints so it's sitting at a 10 until a character i love dies or something equally awful um (laughs) yeah i wholeheartedly agree with you there um i think my enjoyment with that game kind of went up and down as my favorites fainted because i didn't have the heart to do a permadeath i shouldn't have it in me (laughs) uh turbo birdo had given it 10s across the board Uh, Better than Mr. Botangles. I hate you for making me read that. Can't wait for Banjo-Tooie to be released on the N64 expansion pack. Uh, The Real TJ had given Splatoon to an eight and a half, which is a solid score. Mm. Uh, Cube said, which one of you wrote this? Feels like Surge, but I'm not sure. A very solid seven for Ori and a nine for Ori in the Blind Forest and the Will of the Wisps. So uh, Mm. I guess I forgot to read how Kevin had worded this question. He had said, how would you rate your game of the month from 1 to 10? 1 being absolutely terrible like pickles, olives, and durian. 10 being absolutely fantastic, like none of the things that were mentioned that are absolutely terrible. (laughs) So uh, that's what what Q was referring to there. And, you know, I would have guessed either one of those two as well. I'm just glad you didn't guess me. (laughs) So Figment had given the Bioshock Infinite DLC a a 7.5. Had a great time going back to see familiar places in the Bioshock world. Plus, the brand-new storyline had me itching to get to the next point and see what happened next. Uh, Forrest had said, Ori is very far from pickles. I think I'd enjoy this game. Uh, (laughs) I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Pretty good. And uh, Mm. Shy Guy said, 8 for cross-code, and I like pickles. I hate you for making me read that. How dare you?
2: (laughs) I just want to say a couple things. Uh, cube, a little disappointed, man. I would have thought you would know it was me because Kellen never said the word durian, and Sergio's never said the word durian in our Discord community, <laughs> right? Can I can I confirm that, guys? That's true. That's true.
0: I actively avoid saying that, actually.
2: Yeah, but you know what? Good try, cube. I mean, I would like Sergio to say it, so yeah, maybe next time. But yeah, uh, oh, and another note: pickles, olives, and durian. If you put that into if you put them together, the first letter of each of them spells pod. we a podcast. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> Pickles, man. I mean, Ugh. yeah, I don't know. Not a big fan. And we're going to stick to this question. I mean, I have no regret writing it. Not even apologetic, so. Because, first of all, this is our survey. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so... Uh back to you count.
0: <laughs> awesome. So pretty high ratings from you know our community all across. I think seven was the lowest score in that much Pokemon, which feels right. Um so I think we're gonna continue here with Sergio. You played this game as well. I know you didn't play a ton, but from what right. you did and how you think it's gonna go, man, I'm curious. One out of ten, where are you going here?
1: You know, it's so interesting because I, I didn't know Naprat's score. Um, okay. I wasn't privy to the answers until the show. I also gave it a 7 out of 10. Oh. So basically, I didn't mm. need to play the game to know that it's sort of so <laughs> far. <subpar. laughs> no, but based on what I played and, and how I see where it can go and what it can do, yeah, I think 7 out of 10 is right, but I think... Honestly, I'm. I think the overall opinion for most people that have played it is that it's probably higher than that. Uh, people are really enjoyed what they played, and they, they want more from this sort of different approach to Pokemon. And if Game, Re- uh, Game Freak can manage it, I'm I'm down for it. Just as long as we keep getting the boring traditional Pokemon games that I love. Hey, you can do whatever, Game Freak. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You just want Pokemon to be like a bag of potato chips, right? Just, it's comfort food, it's delicious, you know what you're gonna get. Not the healthiest. Could be boring. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, no, I mean. Seven. I mean, yeah, I... Gosh, that's not helping the case of me getting the game, but, I mean. (laughs) It's weird, I skipped it. But... I'm glad that there are people who enjoy it. At the same mm-hmm. time, I'm glad that you gave your honest opinion about it, sir. So I appreciate that. As a fellow Pokemon fan... Why did I say that? <laughs> I'm a Pokemon fan! I'm a Pokemon fan. Uh, there. I'm a Pokemon fan. Um, <laughs> okay. So, for me, I... Uh, this, is, this is a tough one. Because I really like this game... And there's not a lot of bad things about it. So I'm gonna give it 9. 9? Bloodstained, Kirsten? Mm. 9. Could have been 10? If it were the main Kickstarter project. But it's okay. That's a lot to ask for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think for the expectations of this game as a an extra, literally an extra, as part of a bigger Kickstarter project back then. Yeah, it was very solid. And there's a second one that I want to play, so I even bought that too, okay. so I'll be ready for that soon. <laughs> Once I nice. have multiple playthroughs of Crystal Moon, so that'll be the goal for this year. I want to complete both of them. I want to complete both these games as much as I can, like with multiple playthroughs. That would be the goal this year for me. One of them. So, yeah. Mm. 9 out of 10. Nice. So not like pickles, olives, and durian. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so kind of like what I said, um, I haven't finished Whoopo yet. But from where I am and where I think it's going, I feel pretty confident giving it a seven and a half, which honestly isn't bad in my book. I try to only give like masterpieces, you know, nines and tens. So this is a solid game for me. And I think it's one that people would definitely enjoy. I think it definitely has its drawbacks at times with, you know, the world almost being too big for what it is, a little too ambitious. But I think um, not all of it needs to be explored for the game. And so, I think if you play through it the way that it's intended, uh, you won't feel too overwhelmed and really enjoy it. And I think it's just, you know, kind of a fun, derpy little game to play. So, <laughs> not seven mm. and a half.
1: So, better than Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yes. Ooh, mm-hmm. there we go. Yep, taken down
0: by <laughs> Whoopo. Which, you know, kind of sounds like it should be a Pokemon, honestly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's fun and good, yeah. <laughs> <It's a> po- <laughs> Wupo. <laughs>
0: Awesome! So another month in the books for uh, our game of the month. Uh, what did you guys think of this episode and the game of the month overall? To kind of wrap us here.
1: Man, I'm, I'm, I feel bad because I feel like I really would have enjoyed this like freeform approach to game of the month. I just wish that a good game had come out so I could have played that. <laughs> no, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. It's just yeah, like I said, I think the best way I said it is that the franchise and the genre didn't mix for me. Uh, this this time and I hope this is the last time this happens Uh, but yeah um, I still though I'm glad we did this and I'm glad that it led to such a variety it was pretty awesome to see people getting to play what they wanted to play and like their their opinions and everything they played it was very nice to see
2: yeah I'm glad that this worked out I mean just coming to the situation I was hoping that people would have a variety of games they want to play and I know it was really hard to choose one. But I think it worked out and I'm glad that people had a fun time with their game of the month. Well, albeit some of us had fun, some of us wish a certain game like Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon Legends Arceus could be a little different. But, you know, I mean, I think there are some positive takeaways here. And yeah, I am just, I'm glad that we all were able to participate in this. And Sergio, you've convinced me not to get Pokemon Legends Arceus. so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Then I won yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i was kind of like oh should i get it and then after you talked to me about it, I'm like, or and then you mentioned it here yeah i think i'm good <laughs> no 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 but yeah i mean i'm but i'm glad that they tried something different right i mean that's important they did try something yeah, different yeah but we do like the old potato chips we do like the boring ones the, the original formula uh, and yeah.
1: And also the fact that we weren't predictable you know uh, like Keller mentioned it was most people probably thought hey they're going to go with Pokemon Legends Arceus for this game of the month and no we did not. <laughs> so yeah you can never know what to expect from us.
2: Hmm.
0: Well you know I think on that note we'll uh, kind of head into our delayed news section here. Uh, what Is the Game of the Month going to be for next month? Kevin, you're kind of our hype man here. Do you want to announce it?
2: Sure. I'll announce it. So, next month's Game of the Month for March 2022 is... Medieval Slash Fantasy or Medieval March. That's right. We are doing Medieval March. Slash Fantasy, so anything within that realm, which also includes a game that is coming out that some of us may or may not play, triangle strategy. Right? I think that there is a thing about playing in that kind of era with just you know the castles, the the horses, and things in between. <laughs> I'm having, a, I'm doing a great job with this, right? <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, just. You know, with a lot of games that are out, there there are some that will portray the current times or maybe, well, something in the 20th century or even 21st century. But we want something that is not about the last decade or so or just current or the current decade with our mobile phones. We want to go into the medieval times, you know, like, well, I guess anywhere from <laughs> what, what is what is the medieval times? Like what? Anywhere from I think it just after the Dark Ages to... Anywhere from the dark ages to the, the the beginning of the Renaissance, right? Right. Which I think is like what, right, 15, right. F- 1400s. I hope that's right. I <laughs> my history is like kind of a little bit, a little bit fuzzy. Okay, yeah. So I just looked it up right now. Uh, so the Renaissance being uh, anywhere from the 14th century to the 17th century. Okay, so you know, mm. so before the 14th century, right? Yeah, medieval times. Triangle strategy works. And yeah, just anything. And I would say maybe some old Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Don't pick Final Fantasy 15 because that's not a medieval game. (laughs) (laughs) Drive around in a car. (laughs) It's not even a good game. (laughs) (laughs) But one good
1: thing about this approach is that it it can be any genre. This is mostly theme based. So as long as the game that you want to play is set in medieval times or like. Um, older times than current times. The genre doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a strategy or an RPG game.
2: Just make it medieval and you're in. Yeah. That's it. I know it's a bit broad, but that I just I love the way that Serge described it. There <laughs> you go. Just just do that and if it remotely fits, it fits. So yeah. There mm-hmm. we
0: go. I mean, it's a big focus with, like, Elden Ring and stuff coming out. I think a lot of people are going to be, you know, thinking about that time frame, so... Yeah. 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 I think it'll be uh, interesting to see how that game of the month goes.
2: I still have to think about my game of the month for this. (laughs) But, yeah, I... Well, I'll have that ready by the beginning of this upcoming month, so... I'm excited, guys. Medieval March. I mean, what, what do we call that? Alliteration? Is that the right term? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you have it, so...
0: Nice. Well, before we get into um, the question from last week and the responses that we got from our listeners, there's one final piece of news. And that is, we are kind of celebrating our year mark almost of being together with this team, um, kind of leading out the show and the podcast. And um, I think we've grown a lot. We have experienced a lot of different things. We've tried different things. We found a lot of things that have really worked. And the show is going to continue to change, but it's going to keep going forward not quite sure else to say this other than Kevin and Sergi are going to be leading the show kind of going forward and I'm going to be stepping away from kind of being a mainstay on the show and I will be more of a reoccurring host and I don't want to take too much time kind of talking about it but I do have some thoughts I wanted to share. Um, the first is you know it's really difficult to say because this community's meant so much to me. I started listening to the show years ago and I wasn't an active participant in discord at all. I didn't even have it on my phone I didn't know anything about it, but you guys plug Mm. it like 10 times every episode. So how could I not eventually join? (laughs) And every week I looked forward to, you know, hearing your guys' voices and thoughts about games and joking with one another. And I just wanted to be a part of it and to eventually become, you know, a guest host and then a lead on the show was really crazy for me. And like such a short amount of time, like I'm involved in this podcast. And when people ask me like what I like doing, it's like, oh, I like podcasting. And I never thought I'd say that. And I've never had, you know, the voice or confidence to do something like this. But I found that on the show and in this community. And I'm constantly checking my phone to uh, see what everyone's saying because everyone in my Discord and our Discord, um, I really consider to be, you know, some of my best friends and people I can really rely on and talk to. So kind of coming to the realization that I needed to step away from the show was really hard because I didn't want to be, know a reason for the show maybe ending and in this case it's not like you guys are carrying the banner which I really appreciate or you know the show changing I didn't want to be the reason for any of that and I've kind of felt for a while that I was doing this almost out of obligation to have something for our listeners to listen to every Sunday I ultimately decided to join the podcast in you know full capacity because I enjoyed playing video games and I wanted to talk about them on the podcast. And somewhere along the way, I kind of got the order of operations mixed up and I had to play games because I podcast and mm. I found myself talking about games on the show, either because they're the game of the month or we need something to talk about that I hadn't you know fully played or only played a couple hours of. And I started to feel less genuine about the thoughts I was sharing or I wasn't able to um, give a full description of the game and... It just felt weird trying to talk about or review a game that I had only played a couple hours in, and I found myself playing games just to talk about them on the show instead of wanting to play them, and I kind of created this weird feeling with you know my greatest passion in gaming and wanting to keep up on the show, and it just ultimately became too much. So while I'm still going to be involved with the Discord, I'm still going to appear on the show every now and then. Um, the podcast is going to look a little bit different going forward from you know a leading perspective, obviously, You guys are some of my, some of my best friends and that makes this decision that much harder, but it also makes it that much easier because I know you guys are going to do a great job. You guys are going to kill it. Um, obviously you have all this time. I think it's incredible to think that you guys have been doing this for 191 weeks in a row, not missing a week, um, dedicating, you know, a night each week to doing this. So our listeners have something to listen to each week, I think is really admirable and I think sometimes can get lost from, you know, the perspective of when I just listen to the podcast, um, you kind of lose the perspective of the sacrifice that is made by the host to, you know, put on this production. So I was grateful to experience that. I definitely won't forget this time. I look forward to guesting when you guys will have me. I probably won't write you checks like TJ does, but <laughs> I, I'm open to return as needed. And I'm just extremely grateful to our community and to you guys
2: yeah man thank you so much for all the all your efforts that you've put with the show and I mean first being a listener and being a host I mean you've you've been really great for us I went on a walk before we recorded just to be mentally ready for this because I know this was well we knew that this would be your we knew this was happening right and I wanted to figure out a term for this how to describe you, Kellen. And I think the best way to describe you is you you are a stalwart, you know, a stalwart to this podcast as a supporter, as a host, as a friend. I mean, what more can I say? I mean, you've done a fantastic job for, you know, being a guest host and being the mainstay for a long while. It's been really good to see you grow, you know, not just as a friend, but as a person. And, you know, I definitely consider you one of my closest friends. And I think it is really fantastic to, you know, for you to be with us on the show, but at the same time, you know, being selfish with what you want and realizing that, hey, like, this is what I want. I wish you guys the best. And 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 yeah, we you know right back at you like we we did, we know this is really hard for you i mean it's never easy to make a decision like this especially when we have such a good thing going but i just want to say best of luck and i i do hope that you know we can still have you on the show every now and then as you've mentioned as a recurring host uh, moving forward and yeah i mean you'll always have a place here my friend you always will and i mean Sergio and i will We'll figure out a way to keep this going. Uh, we're pretty confident in that, but it, it won't be the same without you, my friend. It definitely won't. So thank yeah, you so appreciate much. That. Yeah. 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 Exactly.
1: It, it, it won't be the same. We're gonna do our best to to make it as as good as it deserves to be. Um, I'm part of it in your honor. And you know, back back when we lost Daryl, the first uh, major host that we lost. To me, I was honestly thinking if the show was going to continue or not but uh the fact that uh now that we are losing kellen uh but we are more determined than ever to keep going and i think that speaks to how much the show has grown and how much dedication we have put into it including you kellen uh you kept us going through the harder times and you definitely pulled us through uh through those times so thank you very much and i know like you said if you're gonna be a recurring guest i know we just have to ask you twice and you're <laughs> in. so i know the trick that's all we have to do and i look forward to whenever you come back uh, maybe <laughs> if there's something big happening in fortnite or if you have an update on any of the games that you have been wanting to play Um uh, I mean, it, it's just going to be awesome to have you back. But thank you very much for helping us uh, through the times and for having the comfort level to say, hey, you know, this isn't working out. I, I got to step out. And we definitely understand it. we appreciate it. And we appreciate you and we love you as a friend. So thank you so much for your, your time and your effort as the lead on the show for so many months. Yeah.
0: Thank you, guys. I uh, love you guys, too, and appreciate those words.
2: I love you, too, Con. And users.
0: Oh, it's getting <laughs> sappy in here, but you know, know, it's a pretty good transition
2: <laughs> to this week's
0: question.
1: Oh, oh very I can't good. let that
0: segue pass. One more bad segue. segue. Let's go. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have answers to our question last week. We actually went for it and we asked, Who is or was your video game crush? And we're going to take turns again reading the answers. So, why don't we start with Kellen, then me, then Kevin?
2: Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good.
0: So uh, starting off here with Proto Dad said uh, Jill Valentine, duh. I mean, I think if anyone <laughs> knows Proto, I think that's a pretty good answer. One that was uh, kind of anticipated. He uses her a lot in Fortnite. So, you know, kind of making sense here.
1: uh. Uh-huh. Hmm. That makes sense. Uh, Shy Guy, I think either he, he was referring to Michael Scott from The Office, <laughs> but I, I'm confused because there's no The Office game, I believe. Mm. No, but he's just really going with the meme of the, the big no, the big yell by uh, Michael Scott yelling no. But, uh, yeah, we, we had to ask Shy Guy. I mean, it was just Valentine's Day. We we had to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. Ferrar's drag... And then there's like a bunch of spaces in <laughs> <And> this. <laughs> Ferrar- <laughs> the way that Sergio posted the, the answer to us. So, our's <laughs> Drag, and then like 10 spaces, and then the end. So, our's Drag, N. I know we, <laughs> we gotta keep saying this. <laughs> Ferrars Drag, N says, Video Gamer Show, it'll always be Misty, no shame. And for those who may not know, I believe it is Misty from the Pokemon series. I hope that's the case. Yes. (laughs) Otherwise, I don't know what other
1: misleaders. (laughs) (laughs) No, Inferor is definitely... And let's just say he's not the only one.
2: Oh. No. Mm.
1: Oh, uh, no, no, not in that way. Okay. (laughs) It's just in in community in
2: general. We'll talk. Okay, okay. okay. That makes sense,
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Dragon with an O said, I would say I've had a crush, if you can call it that on Akane from the Zero Escape series, one of my favorite series of all time. Akane is a very deep, enigmatic, and a complicated character, and the main character goes through a ton with her goes through a ton for her sake. After so many revelations throughout the trilogy, most of the main story revolves around her and her motivations that are, to say it in a non-spoiler way, not in the least black and white, but she really spoke to me throughout the series, so I gotta go with her. Mm, that was a nice and interesting
1: choice, Dragon. I liked it. Mm. The Real TJ said, I would choose pre-Timeskip Mercedes from Fire Emblem Three Houses. They ruined the fluff of her hair in her <laughs> post-Timeskip model. True. Even though she had a very rough childhood, she did not become bitter or angry, but instead kept a positive and happy way of living, which I respect very much. Furthermore, she is very warm and caring person, which is a trait that I very much like in a woman. Last but not least, she looks very good with her long, wavy, and fluffy blonde hair and her sweet <laughs> smile. <laughs> that was a, a good case, good argument.
0: It's mm, a solid pick. That's who I ended up with at the end of my uh, first run of Three Houses. Ah, she almost came across mm. as, like, too nice and sweet, though. I was like, what are your main convictions here? Like, <laughs> there's got to be some subplot going on all the sweetness.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, with that, Cube said, not attraction per se, but if I could live the rest of my life with Hero of Twilight Link or... Is it Shell or Chell?
0: I think it's Chell.
2: Chell, okay. (laughs) Link or Chell. Sound protagonist of the Portal games, I would be happy. That is the best Link.
1: I agree with you, Cube. Nice choice.
0: (laughs) I refuse to read this answer. (laughs) <laughs> Why did this end up being mine? All right, I'm just gonna do it full send. Turbo Birdo, my favorite community member as of late, said a disturbing question asked for a disturbing answer. My biggest crush is Alpha Mister Botangles. Those soft, aromatic blue vines. Those piercing red eyes that match those red shoes. The entire mystery of not knowing what's underneath those vines. The whole, the way those vines wiggle and jiggle. When It moves around <laughs> the vines, impart a refreshing sensation when chewed. they oh, <laughs> you know, useful as a, as a spice. <laughs> yes, Mr. <laughs> Botangles is a dream. Turbo Burdo please get help. Please, <laughs> Tangle is not real. Please do not chew on a Tangela. I I don't know what to say anymore. I really don't.
2: Well, we know what to get you for your Christmas <laughs> <laughs> a nice plush of Tangela. No, okay. Oh, we're not, we're not gonna do well. We may not do that.
0: (laughs) We will not do that.
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) And last but not least, Figment said, while I can't recall any video game crushes, the closest thing that I can think of is that I've always thought Pashmina from Animal Crossing was so adorable. She was a starter villager for me and now, nearly two years later, she's still a resident on my island. Mm. That's, That's nice to see. You know, I didn't consider my answer when I asked this question, (laughs) and I I wish I hadn't asked because now I have to reveal this, but I, yeah, when I was growing up, I had a crush on Joanna Dark from The Perfect Dark Mm.
2: Games. Yeah, yes. I
1: had some of her cutouts on my oh, no. uh, school notebooks. The 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 the, the, the tasteful ones. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was a thing back then. Sergio. <laughs> I forgot all about it <laughs> until oh, I man. asked this question. Very solid
2: choice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Kevin, which boyfriend in the dungeon?
2: Oh why was I expecting that? No, I don't have one from that game. Or that series, if it ever becomes a series. <laughs> but there's only one choice, and you're probably thinking, Kevin, it's not Haley from Stardew Valley, is it? No, because I never oh. met the voice actor of that person. And you know what? There's not there's no voice actor for Haley from Stardew Valley, <laughs> but there is one by Chloe Fraser from the Uncharted series. Yeah, she <laughs> is pretty cool and i mean just so yeah so that would be my video game crush from before i met the voice actor in person at psx i know i've talked about this before it is important to know i even told her my name wow and she signed uh two things for me uh one is the uncharted 4 art book that i have from the special edition that i bought a while back and the cover of Uncharted The Lost Legacy which I bought uh, and she signed the cover of that mm. of that, uh, no, the physical cover of that box. So yeah, or that, that game box. So yeah, Claudia Black is a voice actor but I had a video game crush on Chloe Fraser, who Claudia Black played in the Uncharted series. There's a term mm. that I would describe her as it's a six letter B word it's, it, the first three letters are bad, but I can't say the, the next three, but I'll spell it. Actually not, I'm not gonna spell it. I don't wanna be I don't wanna be bleeped. <laughs> but you guys know what I mean, right? So, yeah, I, I wanna be P, I wanna be PG. I don't wanna be bleeped out like the last time I said a word. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's the best way I can describe Chloe. So six letter B word. Mm. The first three are bad. So B A D mm Okay, I'm done. <laughs> so you won't
0: even go watch your crush in a movie, huh? Is that what I'm getting here?
2: I never said I'm not going to watch a movie, so I will watch a
0: movie. mm Yeah. All right, I look forward to the review.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> of the movie. Of, well, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I'm, I'm going to watch I mean, she's in Fortnite too, bud. <laughs>
0: Hop on the island. I'll gift the skin to you.
2: Oh, you gonna give the skin to me? Do you, you have it already? Mm. Yeah, a free... I've got it. Yeah, oh. it, comes,
0: it comes. in a pack with uh, Nathan Drake.
2: Cool. Well, I mean, I don't. Oh, now they have to play Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, what's your answer, Kellen?
0: Um, I didn't have like a solid answer for this. Um, but a game that I've always wanted to play that I've started playing recently is Mirror's Edge. It's kind of like um a parkour type game where you're like first-person mode, parkouring from building to building. And I really admire the main character. Um, so the whole idea of the game is you're in this society where people have sacrificed a lot of their freedoms for security and the government has started to become oppressive in that way. And it started really light with like surveillance and then just kind of snowballed from there and so they're form this group called runners and they run from the government to transport goods or messages or things to avoid their surveillance and so they're ultimately like fighting for freedom which i find um very admirable i think the character design is really cool for the main character her name is uh, faith connors and something about her designs like always pulled me into wanting to play the game And seeing, like, her backstory, learning her convictions, the role that she plays in the game. Just, you know, Kevin, the same word that you used to describe Chloe, I think really fits here, too. Um, Just a character that I really admire. So, I guess that would be my pick as of late. Mm.
2: Mm. Nice choice. I did not expect that. Yeah,
0: yeah, me neither.
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right, this week's weekly question of the week for this week ask this week and answer next week based on last week's answer or i guess the question we're gonna ask something safe this time <laughs> around we don't want any more <laughs> bad scenarios here so we're just gonna ask you what is your favorite type
2: of candy Ooh, this is gonna be a bit difficult to answer yeah I, I, oof, okay now i really gotta think about this one
1: and I want to do something a little different. I'm going to ask one each of you one question about this right now. So, Kellen, when you hear the word candy, do you include chocolate in that category?
0: Yeah, it's actually the first thing I think about.
1: Ah, hmm. there you go. All right, Kevin, which of the main three is your favorite type of chocolate? Yeah, between dark, milk, and white
2: chocolate, which one do you prefer? Oh, dark. Absolutely. Dark, yeah mm. yeah I, I, if you said mint i would have been like oh no don't even get me started oh you don't on like that. mint no no what no, what? no what? chocolate can what okay uh, i'm not saying it's my up. favorite candy but like andy's is a good chocolate man mm. uh you you wh- what i mean look <laughs> if it's gonna be the two of us we have a lot to talk about now <laughs> I mean,
0: maybe the show's not continuing
2: yeah it, it will the, <laughs> i mean we could just talk about why mint chocolate is good or bad in the next episode <laughs> the next debate episode yes yeah we'll, we'll, i agree but but uh who we'll, we'll, we'll things offline surge i i don't like where this is going um. but i'm just kidding no, i i i think it's fine I, but yeah i would say dark chocolate i like dark chocolate so good yeah let's agree on that let's stop right there Mint dark mint okay i'm done
1: <laughs> no
0: <laughs> all right so that's gonna wrap us for this uh, week
1: Yeah, yeah, let's go away from here. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. We're going to jump out of here. If you haven't already, join our Discord group. The description for this episode has a link to it if you would like to join. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And check out our blog at nintendojump.blogspot.com. Send us any feedback that you have at nintendojumppodcast at gmail.com. The best way to support this show is through our Patreon page at patreon.com/slash Nintendo or by leaving a review for the show in your favorite podcast application. This is Sergio, and on behalf of Kevin and Kellen, thanks for listening and we hope you have a great week. Bye-bye.
2: See you guys.
1: Bye, everybody. Stay safe.
2: Take care. Mint chocolate. We're going to count the mint chocolate. No! We're gonna, we're no! Not, <laughs> okay, okay. We're not going to count the mint chocolate. <laughs>